Your <laughs> mic, buddy boy. Every time you click the button, I forget the I forget the intro. Do you want to come up with a new one? Um, I'm gonna sit here for ten minutes until I think of one. Um, I don't like a film hour or film power. That doesn't. You don't have to do that. No, I'm not. That's mine. Oh. I like rhymes. I like rhymes too, but. Okay, this is a problem. Because now we're rolling. <laughs> we didn't sat here warming up for like 30 minutes. <laughs> Not even. It's like an hour. And then you just decide you don't know how to open the show. <laughs> this is like you yesterday showing up at 8 and being mad at somebody for showing up at 9.30. <laughs> That's a clearly obvious reason to be angry. No, Upset. Ben. She was only technically a half hour late. Because you didn't finish your job till nine, she couldn't. Her shoot job till is to make nine. a shot list. There was no, no shot list. Yes, it is. Yes, you do. Your people are working there for free. You got to make sure everyone's out of there as soon as possible. And well, she was not. Thirty years. She was in the stalling. Business. She don't have to have no shot list. She was stalling more than stalling. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna pick that up like you didn't make that joke. <laughs> Because that man, you know Bojack. He was very efficient. <laughs> yeah, Bojack said that straight. <laughs> Welcome to the Hollywood Highlights. Welcome to the Hollywood Highlights, yes. Um, I forgot the intro. There's no no need. You don't have to do it. It's fine. Okay. Let's move on. All right, all right. Okay. All right. Make, you're irritating. <laughs> Good. Why is your hat on sideways? <laughs> Cause like both Are you trying to upset me? <laughs> yes. Then take it off. <laughs> but then then you win. I don't want you to win. Win? Yeah. Do I get the hat? No, it's my hat. It's very, it's, what the fuck like, do I want to win? Speaking of Bojack, it's my Bojack hat. Oh, I have a t-shirt. She should show me you're wearing that because I would wear my t-shirt. Oh. Well, no one would have been able to see it. Well, we would have been able to see it. No one could see the hat. That's true. Well, now they know. Right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You would have wore that. Never mind. <laughs> Just making so sure we're all, you, all, uh, all caught up. No, I'm starting. <laughs> okay. So welcome back, folks. This is our what eighth episode, ninth episode, seventh episode, seventh, seventh, I think. seventh, seventh. How's the numbers? Are you good? Pretty good. We're all right. We're like still around ten to fourteen. Oh, we didn't break twenty yet. Well, old episodes did. Like oh, the, the Flash did. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I blame you. Cause I'm great. <laughs> Clearly. Okay. So anything that don't perform. It's once we advertise it. It's when it go, it's going to. We didn't advertise yet. Not on like no. not on our personal socials. You told me I can't advertise anything. You said I can't. I can't pitch my own stuff. No, like giving like a two two minute spiel at the end is not okay. What about in the beginning? <laughs> no, you can Metal? keep it. You keep it to fifteen seconds. I can only get fifteen seconds. Yeah. Is that advertising? Yes. Well, you know, advertisers get paid. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing it for goodwill at the moment. I ain't got no goodwill, baby. I ain't no thrift store. <laughs> ain't no goodwill over here. No, don't, no, don't, don't, no, no donations on my back, baby. Don't play me. This is. A, I just want to mention our sponsor real quick. <laughs> our sponsor is Avery World's Stories. It's my mic is my apartment is my audio and is my memory card. This show is sponsored by Avery World. <laughs> Here, give you a fifteen second spiel. I'm paying for everything. I just get the whole show. Well, well since I have fifteen seconds, ladies and gentlemen, a new episode of Avery's Film Review is up on the YouTube, along with Avery World Stories podcast, wherever podcasts are found. Amazing stories, amazing world, amazing characters. Great. I'm like a professional. Now you open the show. <laughs> I open the show? Go ahead. Welcome to the Hollywood Highlights. So let me, I want to edit that better. better. I cut you See off. how I just did my thing? I cut you off. I boom, 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 boom. You, you over I'm here, bang, to, bang, 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 bang. I'm trying to re leave room for editing. Mm-hmm. Don't. Yeah, too late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome. So I watched the honey. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> How's that make you feel? Leave the room bad eating? Get on with the fucking show. So we have a lot of movies to get to. We actually have four movies, which is amazing. We do. Let's so get into four it. Four movies. I, I will get into it because <laughs> I'm starting with the worst one of the bunch. Great. Haunted Mansion. Let's rip it to shreds. I mean, listen, man. Directed by Justin Simeon, who I work with on Dear White People. I keep saying with. I worked for. Let's get that straight right now. Um, well, he was the only director at that time. He was the only director, I think, ever to ever ask me my name. That really? I worked with. Yeah. Wow. Ask me my name. I might be mistaken. I might have left some things out. No gaslit. The guy, Matt, asked me. But yeah, he was. it was like one of the last days and I was cleaning in the office and he was like, what's your name? So he was a nice guy. Mm. Uh, cast, Lakeith Stanfield, Tiffany Haddish, Owen Wilson, Jamie Lee Curtis, Danny DeVito, Rosario Dawson, Chase Dillon, Jared Leto. Uh, wow. Right? What a cast. What a cast. Budget $150 million. Wow. Gross. <laughs> Worldwide. Going into his second week. $44 million. Ooh. No one came to support Disney, and I'm kind of upset at the at the American public and worldwide <laughs> public. After all they've done for a hundred years, you don't come see the movie. Mm. Fuck wrong with people. Like you ain't buy tickets to Disneyland. <laughs> you think how you think that Disneyland just grows on trees? Is it really like to that effect of um, being petty towards Disney, or is it because no one's heard of Haunted Mansion? Everyone's heard of the Haunted Mansion. It's I based off of a it. very famous ride, a groundbreaking ride that we've been on twice. Really. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that, that haunted mansion. Remember that? That 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 ride that we had to walk through and you sit on the buggy and then you go through the haunted mansion? Oh, but the one with um Jack the skeleton skeleton guy. Did that was the Halloween one. Right. But remember we did it last year and that was the original one. It was just the ghost. I don't remember that one. Okay, well that's a shame. Um <laughs> it was just the ghost. But yeah, so they, they changed it over for Christmas time for night before Christmas. But it was it came out, it was Walt's idea, one of his last ideas for he kicked the bucket. Really? Yeah, it was one of his last ideas. It was groundbreaking for his time because of its projection. Um, technology and the holographic ghost dancing in the, the diner, dining room and all that stuff. So it was groundbreaking for its time. It's still around in both, I think all parks around the world, they have at least one haunted mansion. And then they made a movie for Eddie Murphy that also flopped at the box office, but it's a cult hit. It became a popular hit on Disney Channel and stuff like that um, called The Haunted Mansion. And then they decided to remake it. And this was a dark story, which was interesting because usually you would think, the Eddie Murphy movie was just about a dude who worked too much and didn't pay attention to his family. And the ghost tried to marry his wife, who was neglected anyway, right? So it was kind of like, all right, I mean, there's, no, there's not a lot of stakes there. It's his marriage. I ain't in it. I don't care. Uh, but this was about a guy whose wife had died. And the ghost had to try to get him to kill himself mm. in order to join the house. So he was trying to get him so dep- He was already depressed in the movie, so he was drinking himself a lot, Lakeith. Uh, he was basically shitting on you. He had a great scientific career, and he ruined it. And he was doing ghost tours and telling people that ghosts weren't real. And, you know, it was supposed to be funny. But, you know, he's a dramatic actor, so it was kind of like, it's more dramatic than funny. But it, you were really connected to him. And then he gets to Rosario Dawson. Her husband died. She brings her son down to New Orleans, moves into this mansion. The mansion's obviously haunted, right? They enlist the help of Owen Wilson, who's a preacher, to bring this dude in, Jakeith, um, Lakeith in. And let me tell you something. I mean, the special effects were great. The first scare was intense. I will tell you that. Mm. But after that, it was to me, it was like Lakeith was trying everything he could. You know, Lakeith Stanfield, he was from Get Out, and he did um, yeah. Judas and Black Messiah. Yeah, of course. Everything he could to prove, like, this was his role. I'm going to be a leading man in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was like, I got 20 years in the business. <laughs> it's the Haunted Mansion. I'm going to get my check and go home. Mm. And it's the first movie I ever watched, you could you could sense that. Like, the script was, I thought the script was funny, but I just felt like the timing of the delivery was off. Mm-hmm. Like, Tiffany Haddish, they just seemed detached. 
Like, the Keith was the only one trying. And everybody else was just kind of like, well, listen, bro. It's not, it's not your night, kid. <laughs> I know you want this movie to be successful, but it ain't going to be. Mm. They kind of saw the writing on the wall. I mean, obviously, They'll the gross was in. terrible, and they, fold, they folded, and it was just like, you know, whatever. And you can tell Justin just kind of, the director just kind of threw his hands up and was like, well, I can't make you want to be here. Wow. So if that's what it is. Because he was supposed to do Lando, the new Disney Plus series. And he left that right after filming this. It was probably either creative differences, or he was just like, I don't want to work with Disney. This is how y'all going to be. Mm. So that's, that's, you know, the way that sometimes it works. But... Yeah, yeah, it is it, weird to like have that kind of kind of new work environment with all of these new people and there's one guy trying and You could tell he was know. trying. He was this is going to be a hit. Mm. I'm going to show people I can do this. And it was just kind of like I feel like he's already big though just because of Get Out alone. Yeah, he's he's even though he only was in Get Out for a little bit. He did take that small role and turn it into a big stardom. He was in Judas and Black Messiah, he was in um Sorry to Bother You, which was terrible. Mm. Uh, but he's not a, he's not a leading man. Right. This is his first leading man. Besides, sorry to bother you, but that was a small movie, eight twenty four. Everyone loved it. Sorry to bother. I you. hated it. Really? Don't show me horse penises. <laughs> yeah, I never saw it. It has that in it. It has that. The whole really? movie is they were taking black people and drugging them with cocaine and turning them into horses, and they were just out there swinging dick. Really? Long ass horse penises, standing on two legs, running around riding and shit. Like, don't show me horse penis. <laughs> wow. It's the dumbest movie. Oh my god! Now I want to watch it. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> That is a problem. Usually when I say horse penis, people go, hmm, I don't see no damn horse penis. Ben's like, sign me up. Horse penis? Ding, ding, ding. Gotta see me some of that. Gotta see me some horse penis. How does that even work into the story? Because the story is this drug that they're turning people into horses. Mm. That's the story. Right. Black people and African Americans into horses. Interesting. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> Waste of my time. Interesting. But yeah, I mean, that was the Haunted Mansion. I mean, disappointing people. More people didn't go to see it because it is a staple in, in Disney, and Disney is a staple around the world. So it's interesting. But it shows the, the times. The Flash flopped. Mission Impossible flopped. That's for different reasons. And um, the, this this now flopped. You fucked my timing up. <laughs> Dropping bottles and shit. Took his hat off and knocked over a bottle with the hat. And I lost my train of thought. I'm so upset at you right now. You're welcome. I like Just wait till it's your turn. Oh, wait, it is! <laughs> Go ahead, start. He's holding out his little notepad ready to drop it. Go ahead. <laughs> you, gave, you, you made the mistake of letting me know that you're going to do it now. Okay, but you still got, you still got to get the review. <laughs> which one am I? I'm going to fuck it up anyways. Which one am I talking about? <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, Meg 2. I'm talking about Meg 2. Okay, let me get my notes. Let him get his notes. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> My phone was all the way over there. I had to get it all the way over here. <laughs> Let's see here. Okay. <laughs> I got it. So Meg 2. <laughs> Where's the suspense? You could have held that so much longer. I know, but I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Meg 2. Um, so if you haven't seen Meg 1, it's about a megalodon, which is like the biggest biggest fish in history, I think, um, besides dinosaurs, maybe. And it is a dinosaur, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, so it's about megalodon, and James Statham is like a, a out-of-it kind of crazy guy. Jason. I said James. <laughs> well, now that's not funny if they can't hear you saying that. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, just... I just fucked up on my film review, and I don't want to do a plug, but it, it, it's serious. It's funny. I said ladybug instead of ladybird, and I didn't catch it until I got in post. <laughs> and I had to, like, put a thing that said, like, oops. <laughs> so I'm trying to help you out. Let it be. I like James. James Statham. Yeah, but that's not... Okay. <laughs> it's his name now. You saw that man for four hours. You watched two movies. Kicked yes. everybody's ass, and you going to yes. fuck up his name. Yes. You might be bald like him, but you can't, you can't fight like him, boo boo. That's not how that works. He's probably just like Steven, St- Steven what's his name? Seagull, who's just like, the agent says, no, he can't lose a fight. and He has to win the fight in every movie. I have a high chance that's what happens. Doesn't stop him from being 268 pounds of pure muscle whoop ass. Oh, well, I don't know if he can fight. For all I know, they said, action. He swings his arm to the right. Cut. Go, what's the, what's the next shot in this, in this fight sequence? So Jason Statham is in in the middle of the ocean. Um, the first one, he they like bring him on after um, they figure out that it's a megalodon. Um, like he's a I don't know how to explain it. Like a not retired, but like he's had history with it, and he's like he's known as being crazy. Um, so they bring him back because they need his help. Um, they go off into the ocean. They fight the megalodon or what they think it is. It, beca- it turns out that what they thought was a megalodon was just a regular shark. There's a bigger one, uh, and they have to kill the bigger one. It's about it's about the Meg and it's about this fight and it's pretty well done if you ignore the fact that it's too Hollywood. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? Like the you, why does everyone keep saying like it's a bad thing? Because it is. It's, it's like only been around a hundred years. It's what it does. It does well. But then then it's becoming so well known of what the tricks are that everyone's like, oh come well, on, this listen, this is like again. Remember music. that? It's no, shut up. Notes. Remember that scene? I just got told <laughs> yes, to shut did. up. I'm gonna, I don't like this. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, I'm having fun with that. Um, remember that scene at the very beginning with um, Rain Wilson? Um, I do not. Bro. I saw a movie like eight years ago. Oh. Well, there's a very quick scene in the beginning where Rain Wilson like gets off a helicopter. You don't know anything yet. He just gets off the helicopter, says hi to an uh, Asian guy with with gray hair. Um, they give the old like uh, uh, bro kind of pat on the backs. Like, oh, good to see you again. Yeah, let's get to it. Like, that's uh, that's so done in every action movie. Every. What's wrong? It's too much, too done, too much. Why does it matter about the people? <laughs> because it just like, I'm just like the thing of too many IPs. It's too much of it. You need no, to, you gotta mix things IPs. up. You gotta mix things up, and they don't mix it up. Meg two, because I basically just described Meg one in in, in the other. Okay, you're talking about mixing things up. How many Megs were in Meg? One. Right. I mean, how many Megs were in Meg two? Like three. I'll talk. You wanted them to mix things up, <laughs> but the, here's and the, they did. They did. They gave you two more. They gave me two more. But the Megs. When are more. you gonna be satisfied? <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> that's a you problem. Good. That's not a. That's not a studio problem. Yes, it is because your ass ain't satisfied. You know what? Let's see what the box box office is. It Let's just came out. I don't have box office. It's Sunday. You can find something. Oh my gosh! Way to interrupt the flow of the show. Thank you. Well, I was I was leaving that to you, but you decided to drop your thing earlier. It was still funny. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Meg two swims to two one hundred twelve million overseas. That's good. Yeah. Um. What was their budget? You see that egg, right in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Yoink. Oh wow, their budget was one twenty nine million. So all right, dude, good for them. But they added two more Megs. <laughs> How can you resist that? The only the reason I didn't go see is because the turtles were the more important. It, they don't have to. It's two more Megs. So why are you calling it Meg 2? Because it's the sequel of that verse. <laughs> Let it be its own standalone <laughs> movie or something. Don't it, call it, it Meg 2 if the Megs are just swimming around in the fuck, fuck all like million miles away doing nothing. They don't do anything besides kill someone. 
<laughs> That's what they're supposed to but do. They're not the foe. They're not the antagonist. Listen, listen, listen. I'm speaking for every studio executive in the world right now. All right, go for it. We gave you two more mix. <laughs> you got one in the first one, <laughs> and we made a sequel, and now right. we added two more, and we got you, Jason. They have no purpose. What is the What is the story of the movie? Because I'm confused. Yes, how you okay. don't have a purpose? So here's what happens. How does it start? Oh my. <laughs> How does it start? Um, I um, love candy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shut up. That no. brought him out of it. <laughs> Welcome back, Ben. Thank you. I needed candy to bring me back. Um, oh, I have candy. Oh, he's actually going to go up and get it. Actually, no, it's too much. <laughs> it isn't my bag. It would be too much crunching. It would be. Yeah. So, Meg 2 starts with Jason Statham. Apparently, the love interest in Meg 1 died off screen like years ago well, i was having a good day and you just brought that up you're welcome mm-hmm. the daughter's older she's 14 now mm. he's he's playing like her father mm. what it's a good story it's okay it's a i'm good invested add up. okay good so they go to this they go to they added new characters they go to um a mm. ball yeah. mm. like a, like a kind of a uh um what's going on what? i don't know it's fun yeah okay <laughs> keep doing it um what's it called like a, not a ball but like a um gown gown kind of but they go to a to orchestra, to opera, to a play. Is it a play? Keep coming. Is it a play? We're close. It's a play? No. Is it not a play? Not a play. Movie? No. Okay. Event. A fundraising event. We'll go with that. It's a fundraising from event. From ball to fundraising event. Yes. Same thing. <laughs> multiple, multiple more letters. Um, so they go to the fundraising event. There's a lady, the white lady with like curly hair who's, they hint at um, being like the head of this program. Um. Oh, and they bring her. They bring the the old old guy who died in Meg One, and the wife who is now also dead. They bring in his her brother and Aww. his son. So he's now a story character. Yay! Um, and he has this. He has like a thing for one of the. For they capture uh, Meg, and he has like a hard on for the Meg, where he thinks they've created a bond together, and was like, no, it's just a Meg. Um. So he and this woman are have created this fundraiser. Um. This kind of company to research the Megs. Um. Mm. Uh, there's another guy that they hint at not really well saying who's that guy I don't, I don't know and then they just ignore him for like the next half hour because um, he's going to come back in the end yeah it's called a setup it's so you went to so school clear. that's what I mean about formulaic it's, it's so clearly a setup and everyone gonna, knows it they're going to pay at it off at least hide it at least hide it well why because that's good storytelling it's, it's good storytelling but it's good storytelling either way because it's no. a good story I haven't heard a story like this before they captured the Meg, and they're, the guy bonded with the Meg. It's like a little bit of Avatar, a little bit of Jurassic Park. So you have heard of it before? No, a little bit. You know, it's yeah, like they take it from big movies. But you have heard of it. No, I it's, haven't heard of this. This is a Meg. The other one was a different. whale thing, and the other one was They got Jurassic it captured. Park. They got the thing captured. Which just is like, impressive. Just like in Avatar. How impressive just is that? Like in, um, uh, they didn't capture it in Avatar. The whale was free. Hmm? You remember when the guy fell in love with the whale? It was just free. They didn't capture it. They wanted to kill it. Oh, right. Yeah. Jurassic Park technically didn't capture it. They grew it. Oh. See what I'm saying? New. The doy. So anyways. (laughs) So where was I? I lost my flow. Bro, you still on the inciting fucking incident. We ain't even get to act one. I did a Haunted Mansion in like 20 minutes. Like, I'm just confused. Um, So they go go diving for for like a routine check. Something happens where I'm checking for no, no, just going to unexplored territory. Oh, they didn't tell you? No, just going to unexplored territory. That's what it was. Oh. Just exploring new areas. Um, a Meg chases them into like an even more unexplored area. That must have been exciting. 
to watch the Meg chasing them. Eh. No? Not really. No bueno? No bueno. Mm, no, nothing blew up? Nope. Interesting. Yeah. Well, actually, things did blow up. Okay. There were 20, like 20 explosions. Good. Too many. What do you mean? <laughs> Too many explosions. Uh, yes, no. What? Michael Bay would be like, 20. <laughs> What do you mean, <laughs> Somebody say boom? <laughs> I feel like he's got like a little diamond, a dynamite stick on his key. Oh, he's got to. Yeah. He's got to have one of them old things at his house, the one of the levers. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, uh, yeah. So they go diving into this thing. They find this trench where there's like this whole setup. And then they find out later that the woman who was at the benefit is the leader of this um, trench, which is like digging for minerals um, and selling it for money, like billions mm. of dollars worth. Um, but then the guy that was also at the um, the benefit sees them and then says they're gonna ruin our whole operation. We gotta kill them. He explodes the thing. Everyone goes flying. And the trench opens. The trench open? No. Dun dun dun. A little bit. Uh, and the title came. They're like, the trench. <laughs> this is like half hour in right now. Yeah. It takes forever to get here. It, it is taking a minute, yeah. but you're also not explaining it quickly. I'm explaining it. You're explaining beautifully. it beautifully, just not yes. quickly. Beautifully is better than quickly. I'll take a quick time rather than a good time. <laughs> well, too late. So That's what they all say. Yes, it is. It's beautiful time is better. Um, so the trench that? opens. The trench kind the boom, of. Boom, boom. No, what doesn't, the trench doesn't open yet. It does later. Mm -hmm. um, but now they're kind of, they go into these like water suits walking on the ground of, of, of the sea mm -hmm. ground. They go into the trench, figure it out like that. It's about minerals and they're selling it all. Mm -hmm. um, then they come up. Then oh so then that's when they find out that the the curly haired lady is against them as is someone that was on their ship was on her side and they she twitched so she's like you gotta if you accept that we will sell these and you can join us we'll let you come up on this gate pod mm -hmm. from from the trench mm -hmm. and they're like no of course not because it's Jason Statham so the ship go, the they release the pods without these guys so they have mm -hmm. to find their way up uh, I forget how they do it though can I just remind you I still have to see the movie. What? So don't ruin everything. <laughs> I still have to see it. <laughs> okay. like, you just give me a beat by beat, and I just I'm kind of like I still want to sit down. You're and planning watch to it. see it. I I, it. I am planning to. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> in a very polite way. <laughs> very. Stop. Yeah. I didn't well, think your, <laughs> your your definition of review is let me just go through the movie <laughs> shot by shot. You kind of do that sometimes. I so. do not unless yeah, it's do. if it's important. Oh. I will tell you reviewed and yes. But mostly, I'll tell you but how it, it makes me feel. Because my review. How because the Megs have feel? no the Megs have no purpose in the story, mm -hmm. and they did the same thing at the end of Meg One that they brought to Meg Two, which is like has no purpose. It's like a whole beach full of of Asian people at like at a beach mm -hmm. in the water, and then the Meg comes up, and then they come up, and like a fucking octopus comes out of nowhere, and it's like it's stupid. I don't think this movie's for you. Not at all. I don't think this is I, for you. I, I applaud you for trying it. You did yeah. give it the old god. You watched both of them. Yeah. In a span of forty eight hours, was enough Meg for anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why it took eight years to make the sequel. <laughs> you gotta give him a break. <laughs> you gotta tell me that twice. You know, I mean, listen, it's a shark movie about mm -hmm. a really big shark. Right. If you're expecting to go in there and see some groundbreaking shit, you have not watched a shark movie because I remember watching Jaws. And going, ain't nothing happening. <laughs> <laughs> nothing happens in Jaws for a good hour. They don't get on that boat. It takes them 45 minutes to get on that boat just to go out in the ocean. And they don't see the shark for another 15. How is that a box office hit? Did they really? Yeah, no, that movie takes a while to get to it. Because you're, you're in Martha's Vineyard. You're in the beach for a while. And they set up all the characters first, you know. And then the shark, they just tease you and tease you and tease you. 
it has an inciting incident where the lady, the opening of it is the lady, I'm doing you, I'm going shot right now. <laughs> the opening of it is the lady out in the water at night, and the shark gets a hold of her and, and kills her. That's the, oh, that's how they get you, because that's the opening. But then it's like another 45 minutes of just kids playing, and they just tease and tease and tease, and then Donna, 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 and then finally somebody goes under. Mm. And then that's when everybody gets alerted because they're trying to get everybody out the water and like shark, shark. Because someone sees a fin right all the way out there and it gets closer. And then I'm surprised you, I got to explain Jaws. To <laughs> I've you, never seen like, it. Jesus, <laughs> and it's not your fault. You, this man went to the same curriculum I did for four years, and they didn't make you watch Jaws. No, that's fucking weird. They made us watch Birth of a Nation of all things, which is important. Yeah, it's an important movie. It's important. That's one probably more way more important than Jaws. That led to the rise of the KKK. I mean, that's an important movie. True. Um. But, like, you still just, like, the guy hasn't seen Jaws. And now he gets out in Hollywood and he hasn't seen Jaws. And he's working in the industry and hasn't seen Jaws. Yeah. yeah it sounds like I made a good choice if it's an hour of waiting for a shark. <laughs> now you sound like everybody who went to the Meg. Because the Meg is, like, the opposite. It's like, I just want to see somebody get destroyed. I just want to see a shark destroy things. Right. But not, no, Jaws is kind of, like, build and build and build and build and then you really don't see the shark till the end because mm. it never worked you know the whole story about that right so the barrels and all that stuff but the beauty of jaws is the connection between the, the three characters even though they didn't like each other in real life mm. connection between the three characters and they're on the boat and they get drunk that one night just singing that song i'm tired and i want to go to bed <laughs> i love that scene but and then the shark hits the boat but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's an art to to say all that to say it's an art to shark movies. You can't just shark, shark, shark because then it gets boring. Right. Like forty seven meters down. Right. It's like you ever see those? They made two of those. Never saw it. First one was with Mandy Moore. It's basically the, the first one they go into a shark cage to see the sharks, and the chain breaks, and they're at the bottom of the ocean, and the lady's leg is trapped. Right. And they're in scuba gear, so they can't just float on up because they're gonna get the bends and die. Right. So they gotta like slowly come up. And it's one of the greatest fake outs I've ever seen in movies. And I've seen a lot of movies, I've seen a lot of fake outs. Beautiful, like 20 minute sequence of her having to slope many more, having to slowly come up, wait, because you gotta let the, you know, you know how to scuba dive, you gotta let the things like the oxidize in your body. Mm -hmm. So you can't just go straight up. She has to wait. The sharks is forming, sharks is forming, sharks is forming. She has to go up a little bit more. Sharks is forming, sharks is forming. She's waiting. She goes up a little bit more. The whole thing. She finally gets to the top. You're like, <gasps> and then you hear somebody go, hey. And it snaps her back to the bottom of the ocean, and she was hallucinating the whole time. Mm. That shit was nuts. Oh. I was like, that's a great movie. Four centimeters down, that's a great movie. I was like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, she made it. We was like, celebrate good times. That bitch was the bottom of the ocean the whole fucking time. Damn. Yeah, that's a good movie. Then they made a sequel with uh, Jamie, Jamie Foxx's daughter, and then they go into like a, a trench, kind of like a cave. But there's a shark in there, mm. and they can't get out because the cave gets flooded. So they got to swim, and they end there with the shark. It's a good movie. Good movie. Cool. But yeah, you can't do too much shark. No. I'll be just right about Yeah, but even then, it's called Meg 2. It needs sharks. Let's see what They had a shark! They gave you three of them! prominent. The only reason... Okay, one of my biggest notes mm -hmm. is... Um, do you, you remember DJ, the kid, the black guy from Meg 1? I don't remember much of Meg 1. Oh. Well, DJ was the black guy. The, okay. And he was like... Hollow. <laughs> he was like the comedic the comedic um relief character that's right we funny as shit yeah he was very funny mm -hmm. and as you guys can be <laughs> you sound not sure of yourself dude but <laughs> well my, i told you about raw my thoughts on raw it's funny but so you're gonna not... put that on the whole race of people <laughs> 
first of all, one of the most famous stand-ups in the world, Eddie Murphy Raw, he thought it was okay because he got offended. I didn't get offended. You I... did get offended. He was like, oh, he's talking about women in a derogatory way. It's 1987. That's how they talked about women back then. <laughs> <laughs> that was just part of the time, of course. It, it definitely was not. That shit was fucked up then and it's fucked up now. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is not. But... <laughs> That butt is carrying a lot of weight Ain't right nothing now. going on but the rent, my fucker. <laughs> I tell you that right now. What's going on? No rent, my fucker. You got a job? I, I want to get the fuck out of my face. That's funny. <laughs> Raw, that was in the stand-up. I don't remember that part. Yeah, of course you don't. You only remember the derogatory parts. No, part I he was empowering funny. women. There's some funny parts. No, I remember the parts where he was empowering women. Talking about, it's all about, I have a job to get laid in the 80s. That's what he was talking about. Because mm-hmm. because women want men with money. They don't want, you can't be no scrub no more in the 80s. You got to have a job. Right. The song on the radio talking, we got to have a J-O-B. If you want to be with me, come on. That, that's the biggest part of the fucking stand. My favorite part of it was the joke on um, Bill Cosby. Of course you would. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a funny-ass joke. Yeah. I'm not going to say that. That's a funny-ass joke. joke. And when he was talking about his dad yeah. working for the toy factory, tears for some <laughs> that shit. That shit is hilarious. It is. Hey, the whole game would not be my spot myself. Park place, little purple motherfuckers pass, go. Hey, all that shit, Eddie. That shit's fucking funny. <laughs> it is. Um, anyways, DJ. <laughs> DJ is the only reason to watch this movie, in my opinion. They have a weird setup with Chi, the one that they make the catch. I don't really like it. Um, it just feels so like so many things they set up that they they they, they had the formula of oh, we got to set this guy this bad guy up here, set this other bad guy up here, set up this good guy here. Right, it's and called then, a screenplay. But they do it so fucking terribly. It's called a screenplay, and it's you so can watch terrible. any movie and go, oh, that's a setup. Like any movie, you can watch that. No, if it's a good movie, you won't notice. Well, it doesn't. If it's if it's if it's a good movie, you can notice. <laughs> this is a good yeah. movie. Uh, well, uh, box office will disagree with you. I disagree. The American people are wrong. That's a worldwide box office. They're, you calling everybody wrong? Everyone. I wrong. would disagree <laughs> with that. <laughs> Everyone is wrong. All of humankind. Oh, now you sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> good. Um. Yeah, and then, uh, all right, I'll, I'm just going to stop there because I can just go, I don't want to spoil any more than mm-hmm. I did. So that's that's my review of, of Meg 2. It's not worth it in my opinion, but this is, maybe this, I'm this, wrong. That's disappointing to hear. Yeah. So what what, what else did you watch? What did, oh my gosh, I watched TMNT Mutant Mayhem. How was it? Uh, it, it, it it's, it's interesting you asked that question because I don't know how it was. <laughs> Directed by Jeff Rowe, did The Missiles vs. The Machines, which is a popular movie on Netflix, uh, anime movie came out a co- couple years ago. A budget of $70 million, which is low for an animated movie. Disney gets up to like $120, $130. Mm-hmm. This is a $70 million animated movie. Um, it stars Jackie Chan, uh, Micah Abbey, Brady Noon, Io Edibria, Shannon Brown, Shaman Brown Jr., Nicholas Cantu, and Ice Cube as the villain, which is a good twist. And I will say this. Is the movie good? No. It's not a good movie. Uh, script-wise... It's quick. It gets to the point, but it's not really a point. It just kind of rushes through. And I, I don't want to say the movie's rushes. I think it's super short for what it could be. And it doesn't really... It It's trying to do too much at the same time doing nothing kind of thing. Where it just doesn't really make sense. You're kind of watching it and you're like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what's the actual... Okay, like it, it moves super, super quick. It never really gives the audience time to kind of relax. It's going from plot point to plot point to plot point. Which is fine, but it really doesn't give you time to breathe and to connect to the characters. But I, what I will say is that they did a good job lending the contemporary um, contemporary world to this movie. Something that came out in the 80s, got very popular in the 90s, and it's still been popular till this day, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
But to bring a more contemporary, like Ice Cube was talking like the way Ice Cube would talk in <laughs> South Central LA, just without the cuss words. Like, you know, he was like, yo, y'all crazy. And it was like, I don't know if white folks is ready for Ice Cube to be talking like Ice Cube. But it, it really, and, and even the kids were talking like they were like urban New York kids. Not your New York, not, not, not Brooklyn. I'm talking like Bronx. Oh, gotcha. Like black people, mm-hmm. which was an interesting twist. Interesting. You know, to put that in a major movie like this, it was it was interesting because you really felt, and a lot of the cast was African American, mm-hmm. uh, the voiceover actors, and so you really felt that you were like, oh, they're really trying to push kind of contemporary um, culture on, on on this movie. Did it feel whitewashed a little bit? Yeah, sometimes you were like, okay, that's not how we talk, <laughs> but it also felt not as much as it should have been. Like it, it it had a good blend of it and it had a good moment to it, and but the story wasn't there. Like the story was just basically. They created mutants, this guy, and they raid the guy, and some of the mutant shit drifts into the, no, the sewer. That's what the turtles got it. But before that, he had created this fly and a bunch of other mutant babies. And so, the, obviously, the fly watches his dad get murdered, so he becomes Ice, T, uh, Ice Cube, the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And he takes care of his family. But the, the, the real point of the story is about um, home and about, like, the Teen Mutant Ninja Turtles. They want to go to high school. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be in the sewer. But Splinter does, knows that human beings are going to try to kill them and like milk them for their blood and stuff. So he doesn't let them up there. But the teenagers, they don't understand that. Mm. And so that that's really like it's them trying to dark. be accepted. It, it 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 is it is. And you're definitely seeing that. That's what I'm seeing in Hollywood a lot more. I mean, you see it all the time. It's like movies that should not be this dark. Like that's kind of dark, bro. <laughs> yeah. But that's just the world we're living in. Yeah. And so it's you know culture, art reflects culture, culture reflects art. True. And so you know it's just one of those things. But I did think the banter between the turtles was phenomenally funny mm. for me and my sister were in there cracking up like they sound like 15 year old punk kids that were just like they threw a ninja star at the lady hit her in the helmet and it's like it's kind of her fault for standing there <laughs> like, my sister looked at me she was like that's you you would say some dumb shit like that <laughs> she was like that's you <laughs> and, I, and so it, it it was funny okay the story wasn't great it was good, even for what it was supposed to be. It was good, mm-hmm. but it, it it was funny, and it, it had his moments, especially when those turtles were bantering back and forth, even during the fight. But like, you hit him, I don't know how to hit him. You hit him. They know how to fight. It was just hilarious, and they they did a good job. With Seth Rogen produced this, uh, they they did a good job with with that. Could they have tried to make a better screenplay out of it instead of trying to focus more on let's make it funny? Yes, they could have got. But I think it was trying to be really deep without going into it all the way, why people were terrible and, like, why, mm-hmm. you know? Because the one girl was being bullied and stuff like that. Um, April O'Neil, she was being bullied because she puked on the morning announcement and stuff like that, and they were bullying her, calling April Puke Neil or whatever. And so, you know, she didn't want to go to high school anymore and things like that. It could have touched on that a little bit more, but it kind of skirted over it. It was also a little ridiculous, like, how does Michelangelo get braces? Someone got to put that on. Like, <laughs> oh, glasses, sure. like, I get. That's all his glasses. All right, cool, we could find that anywhere. Yeah. But like braces? Yeah. How does this turtle go to orthodontist and go like, hit me up? <laughs> like what? Right. So some of this stuff was a little ridiculous. Yeah. But it seems been turtles. Like the whole thing is ridiculous. So it's fine. Yeah. You, you, you over it. You, you just, you're, you're suspending your disbelief. But the braces, I couldn't, for some reason, I can't suspend my disbelief on that. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I'm like, listen, these turtles can get a sword. They can get nunchucks. They can get a stick. They can get a TV to work in the sewer. I got you. <laughs> Braces though, <laughs> he can't get no fucking braces. Yeah, what if Splinter did it himself? No, <laughs> he didn't go to school. He, that that rat did not go to school <laughs> in the dental industry. No, 
He does not have an MD. Damn. Which I think that's what they call it, right? The, the MD? Yeah, the MD. That's what the dentists are called. Oh. MDs. I think. I'm not sure. Sounds familiar. But that's that. I don't know the budget. I didn't look it up. I know it's Sunday. It came out. Yeah, um, it I don't. Out. I don't think it did super well. But it was a nice theater at ten in the morning, eleven in the morning. So they're still. They're really selling it. I saw like they had those like uh, custom, uh, pop pop large popcorn containers as well. Oh, like, I love. They're this. selling like little toys mm-hmm. as well at the at the concession stand. It it's an event. I mean, yeah. it's something that's been around again. Like, when did the turtles come out in the seventies, eighties, and something they were like big in the nineties and the two thousands. I mean, it's an event. In the last movies, they did were successful. Well, they made two of those, the Michael Bay ones. Right. They were really big turtles, remember that? Mm-hmm. Like the CGI. So, I mean, like, it's something, which I was confused why they rebooted it. Yeah. Because I was like, you just had a kind of successful series, now you're rebooting it from the beginning. So you're watching an origin story that you've seen 30 times. <laughs> they, all they heard was cha-ching. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get Seth Rogen on there, and the animation was kind of, you know, you know how, like, Spider-Verse is, like, different animation? The animation style is different. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of chopped up and not symmetrical. Right. So the animation style is, is different, and it's, it's unique, and things like that. And again, the, uh, the banter, the script, like the dialogue in the script is probably the selling point. So they were like, this shit's funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. It's just, it's not a good movie. Mm. It's there for if you want some laughs, but other than if that. You, yeah, if, if you, yeah. If you want to watch the Turtles and like see what Nickelodeon and Paramount are doing with them, I'm sure they'll make a sequel if they get enough money. I'm sure they'll make a TV show out of it. I'm sure they'll do all that. Right. If they can get it successful. Yeah. But you know, it, it's a nice attempt. It's not a bad movie. It's just not a good movie. Cool. I'll check it out. Speaking of, not a bad movie, not a good movie. This yeah. is one of the most talked about movies right here that you're yeah. about to go into. Uh, I just saw Talk to Me, which is a phenomenal movie. Um, A24. It, A24, yeah. Back at it. Cause they, they, they were slipping with that Green Knight bullshit. <laughs> you ever see the Green Knight? Came no. out a couple years ago? It was like their first big blockbuster shit. Like Death that. Patel. It was like based make, off of Shakespeare. They've been making big shit. Like The Whale was big, but not you didn't like it. No, The Whale wasn't big. That thing probably cost like $20 million to make. With Brendan Fraser? Yeah, Brendan. Yeah, Brendan. Not Brandon. <laughs> Stop being disrespectful. <laughs> How come you do that? You do it on purpose. No. You do it on purpose. You take Hollywood icons and legends and you besmirch them. No, I'm just And you tired. talk bad about them. No. How dare you? How dare I? How dare they? Do what? <laughs> Give you their, their, their talent, their God-given talent, and put it on display for you. Do yeah. this for you. And you sit there and get the man's name wrong. Yep. It's not like he's Shaman Brown Jr. No disrespect to Shaman. I don't know who that is. That's exactly. He's the key one of the voices in Teen Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtle. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Cool. <laughs> but this is Brendan. Fuck. This is George, George, Georgia the Jungle. Friend of you and me. You know Georgia the Jungle. Yeah. I remember the animation. Not the live action. There's a live action? Was he good in it? Yes, Finn. <laughs> yes, he was. Okay. Good for him. Yes, it is. <laughs> also good for all of us. Is it? Because we got to experience that. <laughs> He's blessed us with the beauty that is. That is reason. true. You could have listened, man. You could have been born in 1592. Mm-hmm. Well, ain't nothing but sailboats and dirt. You got lucky enough that God blessed you to be born in, in 19... Blah, blah, blah. Whenever you was born. I don't know <laughs> And you got to sit through and be witness to the MCU. You could have missed that. You could have missed the MCU. You could have missed Christopher Nolan's prime. You could have missed the whale. You could have been born in 2024 and not know who the fuck a whale was. Because they're all going to be dead by the time you get old. So you could have missed all of that. I could have. But you were able to be here and experience it. How dare you get his name wrong? He'll live with it. 
He's, I'm sure he will. He'll survive. You might not. <laughs> That's the point I'm trying to drive home to you right now. Because you still got to leave when we press cut. He's going to hire Leon the professional. He ain't got to. I'm right here. <laughs> Call me Leon. Or my glasses and beanie. <laughs> well, this is a good way to go. But no, the, the, the Green Knight was touted. They decided marketed A24 as their first blockbuster. Because it was like huge special effects and like huge. Um, and not really... They market it as like it's gonna have huge action sequences and huge special effects and CGI and all that stuff. It's not the kind of thing. And I sat, went there. And I was like, "Oh, this is different." Oh. And I just watched that movie, man. Ain't nothing happened. That entire movie. He had the the whole movie is like it's a Shakespeare play, I think. And it's like this knight of King Arthur's table has to go out and kill the Green Knight, but he has a choice to like spare his life or kill him. But he chooses to oh. kill him. And like in a year, you have to fight me again, and I'm gonna kill you. Right, so the Green Knight he like barges into the round table and says, "Who wants to fight me? Whoever can kill me in a year, I'm gonna come back and kill you." So he chops his head off. He picks up his head, the Green Knight, and walks off. And then in a year, he has to go find him and kill him again, or he dies, something like that. And this is the most boring journey to yeah. find this man. This and he gets there, and it was like a two-second fight. And I'm just like, "This is terrible." And nobody saw, nobody saw it. It's like the weirdest ticking clock I've ever heard of. I know. Yeah. It's just so it was so stupid. So they they to me they haven't recovered since. They haven't done anything but the whale. Well, everything everywhere all at once got a lot of praise. That was them. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, they've done a lot of stuff. I just don't can't think of any right yeah, now. Yeah, they yeah I didn't know they did everywhere all at once. I, I hated that know. movie. Yeah, I know you did. We're not gonna get into that because I'm too tired to plead a good point. How are you tired? It's five o'clock. Dude, I was up shooting for fifteen hours. I didn't get, didn't get home. You were like, set deck. You sat in a corner. And props. Oh, no, not props. Yeah, and everyone's moving my shit because... <laughs> everyone's moving my shit because there's nowhere to sit. You sound like an IATSE member. <laughs> Everybody's touching the goddamn prop cart. Ain't nobody touch your fucking prop cart. Sit your ass down. Are you a prop guy? No. Why do you see props here? Why are you touching the props cart? You placed them there, motherfucker. <laughs> you yelling at me over some dumb shit. <laughs> <sighs> a lot of work. A lot of work. Um, so talk to me is really good. It's about it's about this um, these high schoolers that find this or maybe yeah, high schoolers that find this. Um, I don't really say it, but I'm like that. You said the same line three times. Get on with the fucking review. They find a disembodied hand. Yes, they find a disembodied hand that's been like stoned or like turned into cement or something or like a cast around it. Um, uh, <laughs> you can't, would you? Those are three entirely different things. What did I say? Did you watch the movie or not? We do this every week. Yeah. Stone the hand. The fuck does that mean? You know what stoning is? Stoning is when they throw rocks at people. So what the fuck? Stoned. E-D. Yeah. As in smoked weed. The stone, the smoked weed. How did weed. the hand <laughs> the, the sm- inhale? The funny enough, they actually like put a joint into like one of the fingers of the hand and smoked it through that's the fine that's not the point you were trying to make though but that's fine that's funny i'll give him that that's funny then you said yeah. cement which yeah. means like frozen solid and cement <laughs> right right somebody dipped that shit in there mm-hmm. but it's then it. you had the nerve to say mm-hmm. cast <laughs> if there's a cast around someone's hand you can't even see the fingers. Right. If it's in cement, you could still see the fingers because it would be solid. It would be like a rock around it. Right. And if it's stone, <laughs> how you put it high, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to tell because it's a fucking hand. So those are three entirely different things. So 
Now you've lost entire credibility over this review because you don't even know what the fuck state the hand I'm was in. I'm covering all my bases. No. <laughs> you struck out. <laughs> no, one of them was a foul. I got one more hit. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> it was stone. No, it was cement. <laughs> it was made of cement. But And there's like a theory that under the cemented hand is the hand of... Um, Someone that could, like, a, like a, a guy that could talk to dead people. Um, so that's kind of the lore of it. They find this hand through, like, a friend of a friend. Um, the friend of a friend killed, his brother killed, or stabbed him and killed himself, like, because of the hand. Um, so the rule of the thing is, you put your hand, you touch the hand, you hold the hand, um, you say, talk to me. And then a spirit will, like, immediately be directly in front of you. Yeah. No one, no one else sees it except for you. So it's super trippy, and everyone it's like that thing, like, everyone's recording you to see what you what crazy thing you do while the spirit's looking at you, and you're, while you're freaking out. Mm. Um, and then you say, uh, enter me, or something like that. And the spirit enters your body, and mm. you start freaking out like you're having a, um, uh, what's it called? Out-of-body experience? No. Exorcism? Exorcism, exorcism yeah, exactly. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Um, you're having, like, an exorcism, and... I saying exorcism exorcism because the, 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 the oh. first guy did the thing yes the first guy did the thing exorcism and then you only have 90 seconds to get out of it you have to light the light the candle that's opening the gate you have to blow out the candle in 90 seconds after it enters your body or else it's going to get stuck inside you that's um, very interesting right it's a good good concept very good concept um was the movie good incredibly good why uh, so i don't want to spoil it um, don't spoil it huh you don't have to spoil it I don't want to spoil it. You don't have to. Right. Say why it was good. <laughs> it was good. There's a lot of tension, a lot of suspense uh-huh. all throughout. Like, it's a constant build. You know, like, Hereditary started, like, kind of soft, then the the girl's head gets cut off, and then it keeps going, like, it's like a big jump, and it keeps going? Hereditary started with the dude banging his head up against the fucking desk. Remember that shit? Hereditary? Yeah, remember when he was banging his head up against the desk? Or was that after his, his sister got killed? That must have been after. Because then he started banging his head up against the desk, and then blood started coming out and shit? I don't remember that. You don't remember that? Maybe it was a different movie. It was definitely the Wolf Kid. Wolf Kid? That's the name of the actor, Wolf. Oh. Yeah, he's on the, on the uh, Naked Brothers Band. Remember Naked Brothers Band? Well, the what? On Nickelodeon, remember no. that? No. Yeah, it was like a mockumentary show about this band of kids, and um, the two brothers were Nat and Dick, Nat and Matt, or something like that. Wolf, and one of those kids is now him. Really? Yeah, that's him. Yeah. I never saw that show. Is it kind of like... Um, I'm not surprised! <laughs> <laughs> is it kind of like Big Time Rush? Yes, okay. it was like their follow-up. Oh, because okay. Big Time Rush it was over because they all were like hit puberty, yeah. and so they were like we needed someone else, right. and so they, they got Naked Brothers. Man, it was like three seasons. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 it was just like they were just a band of kids. Wow, play some music like I can act. That's not <laughs> play some Naked Brothers, man. We're not gonna get copyrighted. You think they care about the Naked Brothers, man? <laughs> you, you, you think they care? Uh, you never know. Naked Brothers gonna be like. Did you hear that time when? <laughs> You're playing the Naked Brothers Band. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to stop. I'm going to ask you to stop. Did you ever see that um, news story of like the kids' daycare that put up Disney characters on the wall? And did you say, yeah, uh-uh. and that's not the same thing because this is the Naked Brothers Band. That's fucking Mickey Mouse. <laughs> you don't get to do that, boo-boo. No, you don't get to just put it's, Mickey it's Mouse anywhere. Daycare. That's an American icon. No, I agree with you, but they knew what they were doing. They being bullshit. You can't do that. You know that's their property, right? The kids. You knew they, that's their fucking copyright. You can't just smack not them on a every, wall without their without their permission. Not everything not is about the copyright. Fucking work. No, no. They know you have no right. Not everything about the copyright. No. 
Yes, it is. No. When you become Benjamin Seagal on the marquee and you create a dynamite character, you're going to be like, like George Lucas, you can have R2-D2, but you need to pay me my money. If they're putting on a shirt on a TV show on like things, yes, but if it's just on the back of a fucking day. And they eventually did repaint the wall. Yeah, because they, they repainted had to. the wall. That's because, so yeah, it was, it was fucked up for them not to just say, like, look, give us 10 bucks. Yeah. I'd have been like, yo, just give us 10 bucks. Yeah. But I'd been like, yeah, whatever. But no, they, they didn't have to repaint the wall. But like, yeah, they shouldn't have put it up in the first place. That's illegal. That's, that's illegal. If, we, if we're going to have a society filled with laws, what's the point if we get to pick and choose who follows what? The laws have to be realistic. And like, more Don't infringe on copyright. Compassion. That's no. very realistic. <laughs> but like, geared, geared more towards compassion rather than fucking money. No, that's why we're because if we're compassionate, we're oligarchy. You're gonna be yes. hearing fucking sob stories all day long, like Game of Thrones. Uh, well, I want to give you my goat, but he didn't die. Well, fuck, you're dead, motherfucker. I don't care if your goat died because you had herpes. I ain't your nasty ass. You shouldn't have went out there and got this shit. Now you gave it to the goat. You remember that episode of Game of Thrones where the goat had herpes? I've only seen up to episode three, season three. <laughs> okay, no, I'll give you. I thought you were going to say episode three, but I'll punch you. <laughs> season three, that's, that, that's a good try. Yeah. You're, you're down <laughs> five, four seasons, but that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. Fucking herpes? No, it was a joke, but you know, it was an analogy. Like, they would complain about things because the dragon had burned all their crops. They had no crops, and the king's like, all right. <laughs> What's that got to do with me? Okay. <laughs> What's that got to do with me? All right. And it's like that. Like, you can't be compassionate about everybody. Yes, we have to be compassionate to an extent, but like, no. You decided to go out and buy some Mickey Mouse stencils, put up Mickey Mouse on your wall, and not tell us. We don't know what the fuck you're, you're doing with making, that shit. You're not making money off of that. No, you're, you're not. And when they realized that, they fucking put it back up. But they were like, you can't do We have the most famous okay. character in the world. If we allowed everybody on the daycare to put up Mickey Mouse, we would lose money on everything. I know somebody who... If anything, it's more brand recognition. They don't need <laughs> brand recognition. It's fucking Mickey Mouse. They need their money. Right. They have money, though. They're Disney. They you got, keep they saying got, that. They, got they fired 7,000 people. But you keep saying they have money. Everybody keeps saying they have money. They, they want to talk about the space, strike. Let's talk about the strike. Fucking Watch His Face made $27 million while the strikers are out there. Who's that? Eager. Bob Iger. Yeah, everyone is so crazy right now talking about, oh, they're making all this money. They're not making. That money is on lease. <laughs> that money's a loan. They're going to have to spend that money as soon as the strike's over. They're just holding on to it. All that money is allocated. What do you mean? All the money, they're like the studios are making so much money because they're making hundreds of millions of dollars because of the strike. No, they're not. They were going to spend that money on productions, correct? Mm -hmm. Now they're just holding on to it. So it looks good for the stockholders because like, oh, we got all this money. But as soon as the strike's over, we're going to have to spend all that shit. It's I'm, on lease. I'm talking about CEO pay. That's He's the CEO of the Walt Disney <laughs> Company. <laughs> The biggest company in the world, Sans Apple. And he's like 80. He doesn't need more money. He retired. They begged him to come back. Yeah, so why does he need to come back for money? He can just come back for the loving company. He don't company. need to come back. But if I'm running a company, I'm going to get paid, dog. That company brings in annually like $100 billion. 27 is not that much. Yeah, that's... that's it's not that much it. compared to 20 to $100 billion that the company's going to bring in. That's not even that much. And you're running the company. You're making all the important decisions. I'd ask for 50. <laughs> and settle for 45. <laughs> they going to hate him for making his money. Go ahead. We, go, we can't pick and choose. who we, 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 we applaud some people for making their money, and then we get mad at other people for making money. He, that man started as not even an assistant. Man was like an intern at ABC and worked his way all the way up to the CEO of Disney. He wasn't handpicked by nobody. Nobody gave that man shit. Mm. He earned that. But then he started out getting coffee. 
It is the CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Actually, we should applaud no. him as the American dream. Why are we hating on him? That doesn't mean he deserves to have more money than millions of other people will ever make in their lifetime. Yes, he's the CEO no. of the Walt no, Disney Company. No, that's exactly what's wrong with America. We see everything as, as, as companies. Nothing else matters more than companies. What should matter? Fucking livelihood. Companies human, human great rights. jobs. What? Companies allow people to except have livelihoods. Except for the 7,000 they cut. Whenever that was because to. they're streaming. That's why they're on strike. It's because they're losing all this money. Because they don't want to give writers equal pay. No, that's because, I don't think they don't want to. I think they don't know how. That's they, it. I, think, I don't think they know how. They're like, because well, this is the system we've always done. Let me cut you off. This is the system we've always done. And now you guys are saying we have to adapt to a new system. But I don't know how to adapt and make it profitable yet. That's their fault for being sheeps to the herd. Yeah, I mean, nobody also, expected COVID to push everyone to streaming. The streaming was, I told you this, it was supposed to be a little experiment. They were going to dabble in, then jump yeah, in in five they years. They, they wanted to keep competing with Netflix. They didn't have to keep all jumping to make their own thing and put their whole... They had ad, to. Make a whole 50-person team to make their... Well, hold on. They make the whole new 50-person team to make their own little streaming site. They all had Hulu. They could have all put their stuff on Hulu and just competed with Netflix. Hulu versus Netflix. But now there's like 20 of them. Hulu is in Disney. Disney's the majority owner, not even at the time that Disney Plus released, but Hulu is in Disney. Disney so is Disney. Disney therefore, Plus, they have a role in it. They need a Disney Plus. They need Disney Plus. You can't just put everything up on Hulu because that doesn't match the brand. That's just bad marketing. Everyone jumped into it way too quick. They now they're losing. A hundred percent. Yeah, because, because of COVID. No, because the, because of their rush. They all made it in 2019. Disney Plus started in 2019. Yes, but yeah. they weren't put. Like I said, I said this before on the show. They the biggest release 2019 was Endgame. Like they put Endgame on there. Like, oh, that's great. They were going to put Black Widow, all that shit they put up on Disney Plus. They were going to put Onward, that new Disney Pixar movie. All that was going to go to theaters. It was not going to go to Disney Plus. Then everything shut down, and they were like, well, humana, humana, humana. Now what do we do? Well, let's just put it on Disney Plus. We got nothing else to do. Let's put it on Disney Plus. And then the American people and people worldwide were like, well, they're going to put this on Disney Plus. I'm just going to switch over. We were going to switch anyway. People don't even have cable no more. Yeah. So they were gonna, we were all going to switch over anyway. It just elevated it. And escalated it way too quickly. Because I agree, way too quick. But it wasn't anybody's fault. It's like it was the company's fault for trying to jump on so quickly. What what what, what was their alternative? To not do it so quickly. And do what? Figure, learn learn how it's going. And no, you like, you made start movies. Small, start fucking small. You're not tackling the problem though. I'm not going to show you. You're not tackling the problem. You have a bunch of movies you just made that are supposed to go to theaters. The theaters shut down. What do you want to do? You have to make a decision. You can wait on it. You're going to wait yeah, on hundreds of millions or, of dollars. You can lease it to Netflix. Give lease it to your competition. Oh, you're going to be out of business in a month. Because you don't need to do the streaming site, too. You Not already have it. You're, it's that, where everyone's that's going. Saying. That's what I'm saying, though. They made it all way, way too quickly. Because they had no choice. No, yes, they did. The COVID hit, and you no. had no choice. What are they you talking it, about? They made it in 2019. COVID hit in 2020. Yes. Literally, Disney Plus debuted in November 2019. Four months later, the world shuts down. You had no choice. You could not just ease, dip your toe in that shit. You had to just put shit on there now because they everyone's watching it. They didn't have to make it, it in 2019. No, they did not have to make it in 2019. Theaters did not shut down until 2020. They could have put it up in fucking You're theaters. telling them to wait on something that had been out since 2008. No, Netflix said, no, debuted no, I, in like 2010. Mm-hmm. Streaming had been around for 19 years before Disney even got into it. Yeah, that's what so I'm So you want them to just... How much more waiting do you want? They could have. They been, waited and seen if nothing's gonna be successful or not. They waited and it, waited and by waited. The way, by the way they acted, it's clear they didn't actually do the research before they made it. They made it and tried to figure it out while making Sometimes it. Sometimes you just gotta. You think Walt Disney built that company by waiting to figure out shit? You just gotta fucking do shit. We're gonna build Disneyland. We don't know how to do that. Figure it the fuck out. <laughs> they had to build land. Like they don't know that's the biz. That's the history of that company. 
which is why it's the greatest company on planet Earth, because they had to continually do things without anyone ever doing them first. Animatronics, fucking CinemaScope, that big-ass theater you watch, guess who invented that? His name starts with Walt and ends with Disney. <laughs> like, you just, he said, I'm going to do this. And you're like, his brother would argue with him, Walt, there's no way financially to do it. He's like, that's fucking your problem. I'm going to build it. Mm. Find me the money. And that's what they did. So it's not like you're sitting there saying, well, they should have waited. You waited 10 years. Netflix was kicking your ass. It's a competition. Netflix was fucking you up. House of Cards. Stranger Things. You want to sit there and let your competition just fucking roll like that? No, fuck you, Endgame. <laughs> we're going, we're, we got to compete. It's a competition. Steve Jobs releases, what, is, what was his name? When Bill Gates releases Microsoft. Guess what? Steve Jobs releases fucking Apple and Microsoft Word and all that shit. They get, it constantly competed. Well, their, their desire to keep competition going and, and not That's be the, the last sheep in the herd is going to be why they go out of business now, and the whole industry is going to go down. I think, unfortunately, that's wrong. I, I understand why you're concerned and everybody's concerned. It's not why it's going to go out of business. It's why it's going to become one of the better. It's going to get better. You have to go through the dark to get better. And, yeah, the music, music industry did the same thing. You have to figure it out. You can't just say, sit there and wait. If you sit there and wait, your entire life is going to pass you by. You're going to go, well, I'm still waiting. I mean, your deathbed. Still waiting. <laughs> you got to just say, listen, I'm just going to do it. And if I fall on my face, this is a lesson for the kids listening, <laughs> all 20 of us. If I fall on my face, listen, fuck it. I think this is where the industry can go. People called Walt crazy. No one makes feature animated Here's movies. Here's the thing. No one wants to be spending uh, 50 bucks a month for like three sites. They're... You were spending 80 for Comcast. 50 bucks a month ain't that bad. But yes, he's getting a deal. Times, times were better then when when minimum wage was actually worth something. Now it's not. In Every, 2008? Everyone is struggling. Yeah. In 2008, times were better when we went into that Great Recession. They didn't want to call it depression. We all know we were in a fucking depression. <laughs> they just didn't want to call it that shit. Mm. We're in a depression now. They just don't want to call it. Inflation keeps going up and up. Gas prices are back at $5. We ain't in a depression. Fuck you. Minimum wage is exactly what it was in 2008. Yes. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> it was shit back then. It's shit now. Exactly. That's my point. Like, 2008 is when it kind of started going downhill. as to where we are now. Oh, it in terms always of economic, In terms of yeah. economic disparity. It always does that. That's how a society works. The 20s was great because they fucking made alcohol illegal and everybody got rich. And then everybody was spending all that money. Guess what happened? They spent too much. The banks couldn't afford it. Boom, boom. That's not why. That's it. That's how, the, that's how Black Friday. The banks ran out of money. Everybody was spending, 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 spending. And the banks were, they were taking loans out from the bank. Talking about, oh, yeah, 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 give, give me all that money. And the bank was like, cool. They were just giving, kind of like 2008 with the housing market. Here, just take the money, take the money, take the money. We have it, we have it, we have it. You're going to pay it back. Nobody pay that shit back. And the whole fucking economy collapsed. And they was like, well, we ain't got no money. Mm. And that's literally how, like, economics will tell you. That's how it works. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. Right. Happened again in the 60s, 40s. Went through World War II. We got rich off that shit. Mm -hmm. we, went, we went in the 50s, and that was it. It was like, okay, well, now we're back at the ground zero. We got to start over. 70s, 80s, Reaganomics. Remember that shit? Mm -hmm. Reaganomics. That's where it went downhill. It went, started going, everybody was greed is good. Remember Gordon Gecko in the movie Wall Street? Greed is good. Everybody was going, spending money and getting money. Everybody was partying in the 80s, 90s. Boom, grunge music. Everybody's pissed off because they ain't got no money. <laughs> right. It always does that. Why people get crazy about this shit? It's how it works. But I forgot what, Up, I forgot what we got. down. Up, down. Do it with me now. Up, <laughs> down. Come on, Ben. Up, down. down. There, that, that, that's life. Yeah. That's okay. life. how we got to this. I know we were talking about um, um, I'm streaming, and uh, you you were saying I was saying that the studios, everyone keeps saying studios don't have money, mm. and it, it's true they have a lot of money. No, it's right if you look at it, they have a lot of money, but they're running big businesses, and yes, it's unfortunate what they're doing. I'm not saying what they're doing is right. I'm not saying what they're doing is moral. I'm saying what they're doing is business, mm -hmm. and it's good business. 
It is. Uh, you guys don't want to admit it. You guys being the workers, and I, I'm a, I'm an employee. I don't have a I, I have a boss, and I deal with people all the time. I, I work in the entertainment, entertainment industry, just like you. I work in deal people all the time. They fired me, and they gave the CEO a bump. It was like, yeah, it was either pay seven people or give this guy half of what you would have paid them. It's like they don't have money, and they're dealing with inflation and taxes and all that stuff that we're dealing with. They're dealing with all that too on a larger scale. It's no, tough. but they have so many tax loopholes they can use. That's true. Yeah, we that's don't. true. But just because you have a tax loophole doesn't mean you're going to get all your money back. You only get 15%. If you write something off as a as business expense, it's only 15, 10 to 15%, if that. So it all, and, it, and it depends if a movie doesn't make money. If a movie makes money, you're not getting anything back. Mm. But if a movie doesn't make money, then you'll, they'll give you a percentage. But it, it's just, it's, you know, and, and yeah, your CEO's salary is technically a business expense. So you can write that off and get like 10% <laughs> back. You can get 10% really? back. Really? Yeah, that's it. Wow. That's it. It's not a lot. Yeah. That's like, stupid. Getting screwed. Yeah. So it's stupid. Yeah. So it's like, it's but not you, that big of a deal. You mentioned something earlier. Well, it kind of is if, if our whole, that's when it goes back to our conversation of rules. All our rules, all, all of our laws are built to, uh, um, uh, what's the word? Honor? No. Are built to cater to the, those that are on top, the rich in the companies and the CEOs. How is that? How are those rules fair? I don't think they're built to cater to anybody. Yeah, it's caters to companies. I honestly don't think so. I think the laws and rules in place are like parents. And sometimes parents are going to do and say things to their children that the children are not going to understand in the moment. But if you look at it from their perspective, they're actually protect, trying to protect. Now, they, do, they make mistakes. It's not all perfect. And yet bad, they do make mistakes and bad things happen. But at the end of the day, it's like, what these laws are in place, they're in place, first of all, depending on what party is in power, is how much money the the um, businesses have. So if it's a liberal party like it is now, the businesses are getting hit with taxes left and right because they that's what they do. That's what the liberals do. That's what the Democrats do. They tax the shit out of them. And that's why they always want Republicans in office because they don't tax them. Mm -hmm. They let them, you know, big business run and do their thing. With Biden in office, they don't do that. They're getting taxed up the wazoo because Biden's like, we got to get that pe money to the people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Should be. You shouldn't be getting paid. That's what you think. Yeah. And that's fine that you think 100%. That has its pros, it also has its cons. Because at the end of the day, we need supplies. As much as you might hate it, as much as people might despise it. Most of our supplies are made in China now anyways. Most of our supplies <laughs> are funded by big business. That's my point. Right. They're funded by big business. They are. You need a big business. Because you don't want to give the United States government all that power over our food and our entertainment and all that shit. That's what China does. That's what Russia does. That's why they're always complaining. Because the dude's like, well, I don't want people to watch that. I don't want them to eat that. I don't want them to do that. And they don't. Mm. So because we have checks and balances, it has that checks and balances have to go somewhere. Right. Someone's got to grow all the food. And you saw that Rick and Morty episode with the purge. Oh, yeah. And he got rid of the purge. And he was like, well, someone's got to farm the food. Well, if I'm farming the food, who feeding my family? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like that. Right. It becomes that. And so it's like, well, if I'm CEO of Disney and I'm making spending all this money, billions of dollars a year for your entertainment and your enjoyment on cruise lines and stuff like that, well, who's paying me? I need to, I'm, I need to get something from this too. Right. You're getting something out of it. Mm -hmm. I ain't watching the movies. Right. I'm not going to Disneyland. Anybody Bob Iger in Disneyland, it'd be a swarm of people. I'm not going to <laughs> Disneyland just complaining at him, yelling at him. You suck. You're not going to go in there. He just needs enough pay to survive. He doesn't need enough pay to buy a mansion, 20 mansions out in like the Hamptons. You get paid for the amount of work that you do. 
and the amount of status that you have. I disagree. I do a lot of work and I don't get paid for it. You're again status. Yeah. The amount that your work adds up to. Yeah. That to me, that's what status is. The amount of work that your work adds up to. If you, I, I work hard too. I work hard to take that bin and put it in the back of that truck. What does that bin in the back of that truck mean? Anybody can do that. Bob gets paid to make sure everybody is okay, to make sure all the HR issues are handled, to make sure that the, the story, the creatives are catered to, to make sure that all of the producers are catered to, make sure everybody got money for each of their films, that everybody's budget, that the cruise lines are running, that the theme parks are running, to make sure that Imagineering is running, to make sure Lucasfilm is running, to make sure Marvel is running, to make sure that everybody's doing their job in seven different businesses around the fucking world. That man's job's on a jet. He lives on that plane. He's just go boop, 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 boop. And yeah, he has COOs and CFOs and all these other people that go to these companies for him and report back to him with issues that those companies have. And now he has to solve the issue. That's his job. His job is problems all day long. Right. Big issues. Someone comes and hey, Avery, I need an equipment run from storage. Fuck cares. It's not a big of an issue. Hey, Bob. We need ten more million dollars. We're not gonna be able to finish this movie. If they don't finish this movie. We're out three hundred million. We need to find a ten million somewhere. That doesn't. That's a lot of responsibility, and that's just one issue he probably has to deal with on a daily basis. That doesn't. What's the word I'm looking for? That doesn't. Um, that doesn't. Um, that doesn't escape the fact, for lack of a better word. Does that make sense? No. No. We haven't finished the sentence. So I don't know what it's <laughs> supposed to be saying. For lack of a better word, that doesn't escape the fact that. Um, these writers are getting underpaid, these actors are getting under, underpaid, and Bob Iger says that their uh, wishes are, their demands are unreasonable. When these guys are working two jobs just to, just to survive. That doesn't ex- explain for that. It does explain because he's trying to tell you without telling you because he'll lose his job because it's scares shareholders if he just spills everything. He's trying to tell you that we don't have, that streaming is not as profitable as you think it is. I've been trying, I told you, I read a Wall Street, article, Wall Street Journal article years ago explaining, breaking it down, the numbers of just how non- profitable streaming is if you watch netflix's journey to the bottom of the money pit it's because it's non-profitable and so it's like it's, how have they been doing it for 10 years they they had 13. a bunch of subscribers come in at first and they were getting eight dollars eight dollars eight dollars and it seemed good but remember they weren't making anything for till 2014 house of cards didn't come out it was all syndication so they were just giving percentage here percentage there they were making all that money oh they were just taking it all in then they made house of cards then they started making more things. Then the money stopped coming in because they hit their plateau. They weren't making any more money because the subscribers capsized. It hit at some point. That's it. Mm. Right? You're only going to make a certain amount of money a month. Right. It's a lot of money. Then everybody else started jumping into the pool. 2019, 2018, Max and all these people. People started leaving on different places. You know what I'm saying? And what got Disney in trouble was in India. They lost, what was it, 8 million or 4 million subscribers in like a month. Really? That's where they fired a bunch of people because they just lost all that money. Wow. That's what the big thing was a couple, like a year ago with their like their, their quarter where they lost like $4 billion because of that. Mm-hmm. So that's how, that's how steep the loss is in streaming. And it's like, and then Netflix was just being stupid with money. 40 million of this guy, 60 million of that guy, 100 million of that guy. And that's just to write the shit. And then like 100 million make the production. Like it was crazy. They were overspending. Yeah. Telltale Games had the same issue. Telltale Games. Remember Telltale Games? They went out of business. That's why they haven't seen the Telltale game until just they got bought a couple years ago. Really? But they were spending too much because they were making stuff like Game of Thrones, Jurassic Park, and they were buying all these IPs because they had all this money from their Walking Dead series. And they were like buying all these famous IPs and they, they ran out of money. Wow. So they had to sell the business. It's very steep streaming. And that's just video games. 
So yeah, I mean, there isn't a lot of money in streaming at this point. They don't know how to monetize it. That's why they started doing ads. Mm -hmm. This should have been that from the get-go. They didn't know, because Netflix never did ads. And that was the guinea pig. Right. They didn't know. They were on Hulu, though. They Hulu, Hulu was a joint um, venture, though. So everybody all, was just getting a little piece. Therefore, they all knew that stream, that commercials was the right way to go, because they all were a part of that. No, but they all, they, they all weren't spending the money you had to spend to run it. It's like you owning 10% of a business, and then now I'm going to take this business and own 100% of it. You don't know all the things you had to actually spend. You know what I'm saying? You don't know all the ins and outs of running 100% of a business. You only know the ins and outs of running 10% of well, a streaming the one business. Using that as your guinea pig to it wasn't. It out. Netflix was the guinea pig. I mean, um, or I guess their, um, I don't know, what's a good fucking phrase? Their boat into the into that ocean of streaming. I guess to their see what it, what it was like and, and to see and so if, if we could pull it off. So but, as a good CEO, if you're getting paid $27 million for a year or two, you should know that that's how it works. You should be using that guinea pig and really going into the in and out. So you have a partnership of it. You're not just pushing that off to like your lower one and letting him handle it. You're trying to figure it out too, so you can start your own. And that's why, um, where's it going with that? It's it's no. I understand where you were going with it, and it's a good point. But it's not at the same time because you're again you're 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 just experimenting with it. So it's like the AI now. They're all starting to hire AI managers and stuff like that. You hear about? You read that article? Yeah, I've not. Yeah, they're, they're starting to hire one. I think Sony put like a nine thousand dollar job. Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, they're starting to dabble. No, Sony was the one who just said their job description was like, "You're here to experiment and see if this can work." That's literally what the job description was. Like, it was funny. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah, it's, it's hysterical. And they're starting to dabble into it. So you got to pour a little bit of money into it. But then you start pouring all your. You say, "Okay, this is going to be a thing. So let's buy Hulu, because okay, we can really make this." And then let's go do Disney Plus, and then you realize as you're doing it, oh wait, this is more than I thought. Mm -hmm. And yeah, should it have been more thought out? Probably. Yeah. But the man's running eight other businesses. Someone's like, hey, listen, so we got this this thing with Universal well, and Hulu. He's, not, he's hearing. He's not running it. The head of cruises is running cruises. The head of parks is running parks because there's one park, so every new person is running every new park. Mm -hmm. So he's not running it. He's hearing how it's running and and helping them do it better, I guess. My point being, so he's running it. My, if no, he's helping them do it better, then he's running the business. He's helping them do it better. They're doing it. He's just helping. Right. They're doing one job. Yeah. So you're telling me he's helping with ten jobs. But he's not every he's, day. He he's not like in that office worrying about. No, he's not in the office. office. No. He does travel and visit them, I'm right. sure. But, but yeah, he's not in the office every day. He's the boss. You yeah. probably have to send him production reports. You probably have to send him a bunch of stuff to his office, and his assistants will look at it and say, "Listen, this might be a problem." You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he's like sweating at the end of every day, like <gasps> running around. Right. His job is mainly making critical decisions. Do you pay him $27 million because the decisions, if he fucks up a decision, guess what? You lose $4 billion. Right? They lost $4 billion. So if he fucks up and he doesn't do his job correctly, you lose a lot of money. Which is why the director is the highest paid person on the set. I just finished explaining to you, you don't need the director until it's time to shoot. They don't do shit. Directors don't lose flash. Everybody wants to be a director. You don't do shit. You don't. <laughs> no, uh, it, you don't hang a light. You don't set up a camera. You uh, don't act. You don't do shit. At our level, we do, but not on not the big level. Yes, we do have to do everything because we have to be the AD and all that shit. But I'm saying up there, when they get paid hundreds of millions dollars to direct a movie, Steven Spielberg don't do shit. Steven Spielberg shows up and, at crew call, has his breakfast, if it, if and stands smart, on set. Because he's done it all before and free. Pre-production. I'm not paying you for pre-production. You can have a great pre-production. That movie don't make money. Because you fucked up during production. But but this this is my point. I'm paying you all that money because when a problem arises during production and they come to you, I haven't talked to Steven Spielberg in three days. He's been sitting in his chair. Right. Hey, Steven, we have an issue. 
your ass needs to have an answer because if you don't have an answer, we start losing millions of dollars delayed on production. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you might not be working super, super hard every day, but the reason I'm paying you the big bucks is because when I do have a problem, it's a million dollar problem. Mm -hmm. Now imagine Iger. Imagine all these CEOs of Warner and all that stuff. Imagine 10 different businesses. And if you fuck up one, a lot of people lose their jobs. 7,000 people are out of work because of a mistake they made. You're right. They jumped into it. They thought COVID. They didn't know what to do. Everybody was reacting. American people switched over. Everybody switched over to streaming super fast. Let's put Black Widow up there. I don't know how to get people. Everybody's jumping streaming services. It was, pan it was pandemonium. Right. It's 100%. And there's no wrong decision. There's no right decision, no wrong decision. You just have to act. Yeah. And you, you know my point on this. You cannot judge somebody for their decision in that moment when you weren't there in that room and you had no clue what was going on. Mm -hmm. You didn't know. You didn't have to make the call. It's easy for you to, to say. I know a wrong decision one of them made. What? Changing HBO Max to Max. Well, how is that a wrong decision? It's flourishing. No, it's not. Doing all right. Terrible. You don't like it? Terrible choice. And no one, lost, no one lost their jobs over that choice. You, you didn't like it either. We had an episode where we were, like, bashing on it. Yeah, it was stupid. It is, exactly. But guess what? That got you the CEO didn't change the name. He did. That was, that was my point. David Zaslav, the CEO of Warner Disney, mm -hmm. Warner Discovery. Discovery. Yeah. Um, that was his decision. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a $100 million decision. Yeah, and it's a terrible one. Why? Because it, it has no brand recognition. We talked about this. We're not She's talking about it. No. Yeah, I'm talking about it in joking, but, like, if you look at it from a business decision, it doesn't even matter. Like, it's just a change of name. But that's my point, though. Like, not, there's not that much um, at stake sometimes. Like that. Changing the name, not many people lost their jobs over that. It's just a stupid decision that lost them, like, brand recognition. I'm sitting here talking about the switch to streaming. You're talking about them changing a name. My See, point, we're no, over apples no, and no, oranges, no. though. You, you understand talking, my point, though. Yeah, I do understand, understand what point. I'm trying to say. You understand mine, though, right? Because you were saying that, like, CEOs are making decisions that millions of people's lives and livelihoods and jobs are at stake for. And yes, and you think that one decision of him saying, let's change the name, first of all, he probably yeah. had a reason to. Secondly, you're sitting there saying that was the only decision he made that day? For all I know. <laughs> That's my point. For all you know. Right. You don't know all the ins and outs of what they do and what they have to go through and the bullshit that they have to deal with. Mm -hmm. You don't have 10,000 employees and then 20 shareholders that hold your job in their hands. Mm -hmm. Until you know that stress and that pressure, then you cannot sit there and tell me it's stupid decision to change a name. Because you don't know if like 10 shareholders were like, change the name. I doubt it. Though. And other 10 were like, you could doubt all you want to. You don't know. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And you don't, you, you don't, will never understand that until you get to that level and understand that, okay, listen, no, I get it. One day you'll probably call him and be like, bro, I understand. <laughs> I fucking understand. I was bitching him on the whole time, but I get it. When I'm there and I'm making 50 million a year, I'll be like, that's still too much money for me. And you'll be like, you know what? Can we add on a signing bonus? Because y'all driving me to drink. Half my money goes to booze. Y'all fuck pissing me off. Y'all got this dude I want to show up to work because he lazy. This asshole coked out of his mind. You don't know how to do your job. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I say with a bottle in my hand, you stumbling suck. around. You suck at your job. And I can't get rid of you because you're his son. I'll be else to say that. Anyways, talk to me. <laughs> I think we're past that. You clearly enjoyed the movie. I did. It's definitely a good movie that's worth watching with a good story. Um, good characters, great acting. Um, really good sound design. I, I haven't mentioned that. The sound design is, is phenomenal. You noticed the sound design. Yeah. That's interesting. A lot right? of people don't notice the sound design. Yeah. I know I don't. 
<laughs> what are they saying? <laughs> there's only one scene that the sound design sucked, and that's because there's they're talking like it's it takes place in Australia, so they have that Australian accent. Oh, I love that accent. I do too, except for when you can't understand it. There's one scene where I couldn't understand, it, as well as like there was rain coming down, so maybe like the mix of the accent and the rain, I couldn't understand um, the backstory of this character and her mom that died, which that's not mm. a spoiler. Um, and I just couldn't really get it. I couldn't mm. really like hear what they were saying of why that's important when it was when you learn later why, but I didn't hear that part. Could it be you zoned out during the scene? Shh. I just had to ask that question because <laughs> I know you. I plead the fifth. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but that's my review for Talk To Me. Definitely worth it. Um, 10 out of 10. Check it out. 10 out, wow, 10 out yeah, of 10. 10 out of 10. What would you give Teen, Teenage Mutant? Uh, four. Four, yeah. I, I, I felt that. Would you give Meg two? Three. Three. Yeah. Haunted Mansion. Two. Yeah. <laughs> I would get it. Oh, Meg one. One. <laughs> would you? It's a good movie. <laughs> it's okay. Quality film. So okay doesn't get one. Okay is like five six. One is okay in my book. So I, there's I, just I, no bad movie then. <laughs> like you just don't believe any movie can be bad. No. Which is starts, a good way to just look at it. Zero is bad. One is okay. And then just keeps going up to ten, like. So when you get to ten, that's the greatest movie ever made, then. Exactly. Because you're 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 up there, so yeah. okay. So, so, you, so you just said that talking to me is the greatest movie ever made. That's my problem with horror movies. Now I was gonna yeah. say this. I'm glad we got back to it. Go for it. Talk to me reminds me of the movie Flatliners. You remember that movie? Mm-hmm. It came out a couple years ago. They did a remake of it with Ellen Page, but they did it in the '90s with like Kiefer Sutherland. Um, and it's about a bunch of college kids who are med school. They're they're in med school. And they figure out a way to stop the heart, and they come out of their body, and they have out of body experience, and then start the heart up again. Every time it's like a risk, you know, you only get like 90 seconds, like the movie talked to me. Mm-hmm. And every horror movie kind of goes like this. We do this. It's funny at first because yeah. it's risky. And then we open a door yeah. and we got to find a way to close the door. Someone walked through it that we didn't want to walk through it. Like Haunted Mansion was like that. Insidious is like that. Barbarian is like that. Flatliners is like that. This movie is like that. We opened the door. Now we got to try to find a way to close the door with the thing that walked through it back on the other side before we all die, mm-hmm. right? And so it kind of gets, you talk about like repetitive, like it kind of gets in terms of a story, it does get repetitive. But I mean, visually, again, you can do so many things and so many different ways to tell that story because they're all completely different movies. It's just like the concept of the story is like you open a door yeah, and someone walks through it that you don't want to and now you got to close it. Yeah. And so when I see you talk to me, I'm like, I mean, I'm sure it's different and I'm sure it's great, but like it's the same thing. That exactly, that right there is why I didn't like Meg. But when have you you're ever saying destroyed? Too, the... You're saying it's too formula, formulaic. No, like, I'm not they, saying it's formulaic. They always go through that thing of that. Of it's funny at first, then they open the door, and then they got to close it. That's formulaic. No, I think the formula. Yeah, I guess you got me on that one. I can't really describe <laughs> that because I, I wouldn't use the word formula because I think the formula is the structure of a screenplay. So like uh, trope. Trope is a better word. No, I'm just saying I don't want to categorize it as a word. Well, too late. It's trope. Why does it have to be a word, though? Like, why can't it just be my explanation? That's the American way. It's not. It you're is. the most anti-American out of the two of us. <laughs> so you can't you tell know, me what I'm against, I'm against categories, and, they, and Americans categorize everything. They do. Yeah. But I'm trying not to, and you're trying to, which is weird. <laughs> breaking them. It's just a thing that... Something, I don't know. But, like, you know, I, I, I got to see the Meg, too, but I don't feel like that follows any type of formula. These sharks escape, and they're attacking everybody. It's a, by, by formula, I mean like the spare. It's the it's the exact same ending as Meg One. 
half an hour of it on a beach. People are on a beach. The Asian people are on a beach. Literally, both both of them are Asian people on a beach. Um, although the difference is, do you remember the fat kid? Maybe not. He's not. You, you keep asking me if I remember that movie. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not that good. It's, like a fat, <laughs> it's good. It's not that good. Yeah, there's a fat kid that like goes into the water and they follow him during this. And then there's a dog. There's the same thing with the dog. They follow the dog into the water and then the shark comes and eats people that are in the water and they gotta like, ah, scream it. It's the only way a shark can eat people if they're in the water. I don't understand. But it's the exact same scenario. Bring me somewhere else. <laughs> show me another place and a, t- a shark will attack. Or better yet, show a story where Haichi, the one that's caged, breaks out. And, and then everyone in, in the place that was keeping her hostage or captive um, is dying or whatever. <laughs> My stomach hurts and I'm tired. It, it is late. It's yeah. 5.30 now. Jeez, all right. Do you have any more thoughts? Do you have any any final thoughts on that concept of what I just said? No. Cool. Thank you guys for joining us on another episode of Hollywood Highlights. Um, Yeah. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next time. Bye.